0: Sean Ryma, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Happy West Day, six minutes after nine on News Talk 550
1: KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean, how are you? The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, we'll get to the fall of Western civilization as we know it here momentarily. We have another looting riot or whatever the hell we're calling it now by these non-thugs in Philadelphia. Or not Philadelphia. uh, Yeah, Philadelphia. Chicago, Philadelphia, (laughs) D.C. Who can tell the freaking difference at this point, huh? And we'll get there. uh, You know, things are going feral. That's a word I keep coming back to as far as the crime in the streets and the weirdness. It's getting feral and savage. And uh, we'll discuss that. But, of course, the, the, the big story that hasn't happened yet is the debate tonight the GOP debate and uh, Stuart Varney is moderating I I forgot all about him because Dana Perino uh, is uh, is moderating and I I had high hopes for Martha McCallum the last time out got a lot of respect for that chick that's right I just called her a chick chick is a term of respect and endearment for me I only call cool women chicks Unless they're crazy, then they're a crazy chick. So I, but but Mar- point being, I, I I thought Martha was going to handle things a little better than she did last time out. Dana Perino, uh, I have a lot of respect for her. I love her. She is deeply intelligent, vastly intelligent, and capable. Probably one of the best press secretaries we've ever had. Uh, I thought she's done pretty good on Fox, uh, and and so we'll see how she handles things tonight. Because she also has the insider uh, perspective of having been uh, a member of a cabinet, having been a press secretary. So we'll see how this thing goes tonight. Uh, Now that I've said that, who cares? You know, aren't we all... You know, I the the first one was was kind of interesting because we didn't know how it was going to go. We you know we hadn't seen this particular rabble on stage uh, together. You know, and it and it didn't disappoint in its mediocrity. You know, it was kind of a big so what. Once they started asking big fat Chris Christie uh, about aliens, space aliens. Martha McCallum actually brought him that uh, that question. I kind of checked out mentally. Also, Ramaswamy was annoying as P. You know, I just did, did. I hope Ramaswamy, if nothing else, because I, I just work here, man. I gotta watch it. I have to watch because of my job. Uh when I'd rather be watching Rangers baseball, to be honest with you, because they're suddenly kicking ass. But uh I gotta watch it. And I just man, just for my own mental health, I I I pray to Jesus. That Ramaswamy is a little calmer, a little less jacked up than he was last time. Uh, eyebrows guy is going to be there. I, I can never—the <laughs> most forgettable candidate in U.S. history. I—I I, I couldn't tell you what were that, what the hell, what state is he from? What city is he? What, who the hell is that guy? I don't even know the guy with the eyebrows. I could set a bookshelf on his eyebrows. I could set up a wet bar on his eyebrows. So I I, I don't know. But that I, I tell you, the, the one takeaway from the last time around was that that guy at least had some decent content going on. He's never going to be freaking president. At least we ain't got Asa there tonight. We'll have to worry about that guy. Will Hurd didn't make it all. Oh, shucks. Uh, didn't make uh, the cut uh, for the debate tonight. Trump's not going to be there, of course. He doesn't have to be there. It's not necessary. I, he, if Trump were there, I'd be kind of like him slumming it. You know what I mean? All Trump has to do is kick back and let the charges mount. Now, they, they took away his, trying to take away his business licenses or his ability to make money in New York. Yesterday, we were talking about that on, on where and Rhyme. So he's not going to be there. I don't know, I don't know why he would. He's light years ahead of everybody on that stage. I think uh, DeSantis and Ramaswamy uh, are second and third, but even those two guys are, are, again, light years behind Trump in the numbers. Uh, We we spent a goodly amount of time talking about this poll that came out last week or late last week showing uh, Trump had a 10-point lead over Biden uh in a poll uh and uh so i, I yeah we notice we're not really debating this time out whether or not trump should be there we spent some time talking about that in the lead up to the first debate well trump should be there well maybe he shouldn't be there i mean people were arguing about we were talking about it on this show should he shouldn't should he not go what what are your thoughts i don't even think that's necessary this time out because i don't we all sort of agree that it's kind of pointless for him to do that, for him to involve himself in what's going on. He's doing fine, man. He's doing just fine. Okay, I can honestly tell you that none of the other jokers who are going to show up on that stage tonight, except Tim Scott, I don't think he's a joker. I actually like him. Respect him. But do any of those guys have a store devoted to their merchandise outside Bandera? No. Bandera, Texas? No, they don't. Trump doesn't need it. Uh, is he going to be in Michigan? Where is he? I think he's going to be in Michigan today. I don't know. He's he's doing some kind of counter rally or counter appearance, which is perfectly Trumpian. Because then Trump can just kind of sit back and. well, Why doesn't uh, Chris Chris he just come out? He should he should come out with a meatball sub. Chris should be chopping on a meatball sub. If I'm advising Chris Christie, I'm saying, hey. Don't get the hunger pangs. Don't starve yourself. Come on out with a lobster on a toothpick. Uh, but I gotta watch. I, I don't expect anything. I mean, we're, we're we're I'm gonna be watching it because you know what's the moment? Is there gonna be a moment? You know what I mean by the moment? Like, is Chris Christie gonna get the big line of the night in? Is Ramaswamy? Is DeSantis? Who's going to have the big moment? But you know, it doesn't really matter because d- d- whatever big moment uh, any of them has tonight, it's not going to help them. I don't think anybody's going to. I don't think anybody's going into this thing tonight thinking it's going to be a game changer of some kind. And if you are, you're you got to lay off the sauce. You're hitting it just a little too hard. We we live in an era where it, it, all of this is unpredictable. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's a weird position. Given what I do for a living, that I, I really have preciously few predictions about this election cycle, about this next year. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, y- if you're paying attention to what's going on with Trump, again, we have this uh, thing in New York yesterday with his ability to, to do business. He, he's been doing business in New York for freaking decades and uh and now suddenly you know they got an issue about uh, how he got his loans and and what he said about himself and his his holdings to get a loan blah 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 it, it, obviously they're trying to destroy the man obviously Right, I mean, unless you're a liberal idiot and you're monitoring this broadcast and you think something else is afoot here or he's really just guilty and he's a hater and he should go away. Obviously, the game plan with Donald Trump is to destroy him absolutely so he can never rise from the ashes again, right? It's cost him a crap load uh, to mount all these... Uh, these collected uh, legal fights at once, right? I think Trey's been putting out there it's a million bucks a week for this guy, and we're not even to trial yet. They're trying to drain his money that way. They're trying to prevent him from being able to profit from his own businesses. I mean, the only thing left is to grease him. You know, I I I hate to put it that way, but the only – I'm – I'm kind of there with Tucker. The only thing left to do is to assassinate the guy, not advocating it, not promoting it. But my God, you're thinking it too. We're all thinking it because when you line up all the dots on what's, hap- what's been happening with Trump, not only when he was you know for his time in office, but uh, specifically how he's been handled since then, they are very obvi- very obviously they are terrified of the man. They're terrified. They don't care about any of these other people tonight. They're not worried about any. They're not worried about freaking DeSantis. They're not sure as not sure as hell not worried about the guy with the Scorsese eyebrows. They're not worried about that guy. They're worried about Trump. Trump owns the game. He he's running the board. They know it. And they got to take him out, baby. And they're going to take him out one way or the other cuz they know. Here's what they know. Call me up and see if you agree. 210 599 5555. 210 599 5555. If there's one thing they know about Trump, it is this for him, it's personal at this point. For him, it's personal. Uh, And if he gets back in office, yeah, he's going to be scooping out that swamp. He he is. People are going to go to jail, they're going to lose their gigs. He's going to start slashing at the bureaucracy, and he freaking terrifies them. He also freaking terrifies them because of his support and the way people react to him. Everywhere he goes, it's like freaking the Beatles got back together. You know, it's it's it, it, it's 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 rock concert uh, fervor. It's, it, it's 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 that kind of a reaction. He's a superstar. He is. He is a superstar to his support base and more and more people are going over to that support base. If you look at some of the numbers uh, that came out yesterday uh on uh Latinos in the Republican party, not not necessarily with Democrats. He hasn't really moved the, the needle at all uh with uh with Democrat uh Hispanics. But as far as uh, Republican Hispanics, he's scooping them up he's uh i think of likely republican hispanic voters uh what is trump at this is a univision poll he's at like uh 50% so 50% of all hispanic republican voters want trump in the gop primary uh and and that it, the, that number is expected to grow uh well it it kind of makes sense you know if you look at uh how hispanics fared when donald trump was a president uh and, and then uh, economically speaking as far as jobs and the like and the 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 cost of living and then you fold into that what's happened uh with the border which many and I would guarantee you most hispanic conservatives hate this uh this humanitarian cri- humanitarian crisis involving uh, illegal aliens they hate that crap man uh, let's see here. This is from the article off of Fox. Uh, Despite four federal indictments, Trump is dominating among among Hispanic voters, and stands at a thirty six percent increase with Hispanic GOPers since he left office in twenty twenty one. And that's what they're they're looking at their own. That's Univision looking at their own their own numbers uh, over the years. So uh, he terrifies them. That is painfully obvious. Uh, and they're going to do everything they can to take him out. So none of that has anything to do with tonight's debate, although Trump is probably going to dominate the debate again, even though he's not there. He's the one they're all going to be talking about. But I just work here. i got to take one from the team. But, you know, if you people don't want to watch, I'll, I'll we'll tell you what happened uh, tomorrow morning. 210 599 It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
0: The Sean Rymer Show. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550
1: KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Hey, smells like teen spirit around here. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071, 925. I was rambling kind of long there in my opening uh, segment, so I want to hit a quick story here that uh, that James just turned me on to. This is amazing. It's a really cool story. Uh, I don't know anything about UFC. I don't watch it. Ultimate fighting, right? I mean, it's just two dudes just beating the crap out of each other. But it's a big deal. I mean, uh, right? I mean, a lot of people follow this. These guys become celebrities. Who's the guy that uh, does the thing with the hand that's everywhere now?
2: Oh, Conor McGregor?
1: No, the other guy that does this thing. John Cena? John Cena. He's everywhere. He's a celebrity. Well, you have a guy named Bryce Mitchell... Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell. <laughs> I'm just hearing about this story, but it's a, it's a really interesting story. And he's competing uh, in Vegas at the men's featherweight bout. It's called UFC Vegas 79. He's going up against a guy, and I have no idea how to, how to pronounce this guy's name. Dan Ige?
2: It sounds great.
1: <laughs> it's I-G-E, so I don't know. I-G- I-G-, ig ig ig. I don't know. So he's going up against this guy, and when he first comes out, he has a Bible in his hand. And as they're introducing him in the ring, or whatever they do, whatever they fight in, uh, he holds up the Bible and shouts, freedom. Freedom. Uh, he wins the bout, unanimously, it's a decision... You know, or, you know, they have, it's not a knockout. They have to decide that he he won unanimously against this guy, Dan IG. And after he is declared the winner, he says this I brought this Bible in here tonight because I do believe that Satan is taking over this earth. And I know IG lost friends. They lost their homes because he's Hawaiian. The guy he fought is oh, a Hawaiian dude.
2: I didn't know that. Yeah, that's bad oh, dude. This is it's even a great better. story.
1: He says, I I know IG lost friends, they lost their homes, they lost their children, and I love these people with all my heart. And we have to show Satan that he can't do nothing to the power of Christ when we come together. He is donating $5,000 to his opponent, this IG guy, who is native Hawaiian. Uh, he says these fires in Hawaii. I don't believe that they were natural. I believe they are man-made. They're trying to take the land from the natives, and I want Dan, a native Hawaiian, to lead this world in prayer against the power of Satan. Dude, that made me tear up. Isn't that amazing? Wow. The guys, all, the guy he just beat is Hawaiian, and he's—I don't know if he won five thousand dollars or what. You know, I, I, but he's given the guy five thousand bucks which is like nine times more than the U.S. government would have given him, or whatever the math is on that, compare 700 bucks to 5000 We need more of this. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about Philadelphia coming up after the break. We, we need more of guys like this, men of faith, people of faith. That, that, now, that is what I call a Christian act. That is the definition of Christianity right there.
2: Mr. Mitchell, you have a new fan, sir.
1: Excellent. Wow, man. That is a great story, and we needed one today. Good on you, dude. Good on you, Mr. Mitchell. God bless you, brother. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.
0: Smartphone or a smart speaker? Smart listener. When you stream us. Streaming radio now. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: Yeah, man. New Talk five fifty KTSA F M one oh seven one. I'm Sean High, nine thirty-nine. Is that trucker Mike on uh li- Let's talk to Mike real quick and then I wanna uh, get into uh, some of the, the stuff that happened as far as crime in the streets yesterday. Here's
3: Mike, how you doing, Mike? Yeah, man. Hey, listen, Sean, I'm gonna give you some of the names. I'm just I'm just gonna use two names that truck drivers use before I say what I'm about to say about that crime you saw on TV last night. First of all, when, when you know, truck drivers we call we call Baltimore a crack because that's what crack city USA, uh. and then and then Philadelphia we call it Philadelphia because if you've ever been to, if you've ever been to Philadelphia, you know how filthy uh. that city is. That's one of the trashiest, filthiest Dude. cities I've, I've ever been to, and I've traveled to a lot of cities in the U.S. What would
1: you say? I grew up in Annapolis, so I grew up around D.C., Philadelphia, and uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, I think, is one of the worst cities on the earth, man. It's just a, it's an, it's a yeah, hole of a city. It really is.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's just a cesspool. Like I said, Philadelphia's I no like different to, I don't even, I don't even like to go on that area uh, of Baltimore. But you know what you seen on TV last night in Philadelphia? All those people. I hope that they got cameras in those stores. And I hope they do like they did, you know, with the January 6th deal. I hope they go to look at all those photos of those people that you've seen running out of the store with cell phones and Nike mm-hmm. shoes last night in Philadelphia and, and arrest them and put them in jail where they belong. Because you don't have no right to bust the glass out of a window and, and go into a store and loot. This is America. You don't, well, you don't live in a third world country. You can't just go in the store and take what the hell you want. And like I say, those people need to go to jail. Every last one of them. And I thank you for taking my call this morning.
1: Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the call, as always, man. Have a great day, man. Uh, I, you know, I'd I, i I'd love for everything he just said to happen. It's not gonna. Ain't nothing gonna happen. I mean, that, this stuff was breaking last night, right about the time I was getting ready to go to bed. So if you're just hearing this for the first time, or if you're just seeing the video this morning, Uh, It had uh, yet another gang, uh, a crowd uh, uh, of juveniles. These are young people. These are kids. And they took over downtown Philadelphia and just busted in wherever the hell they wanted to bust in and took whatever the hell they wanted to take. The stores that we're hearing uh, most about that were hit the hardest were the Apple Store, Lulamon, Foot Locker. It's chaos, it's crime unchecked, it's pandemonium, it's feral, it's savage, and nothing's going to happen. This this is standard fare for life in America in the year 2023 right now. Get used to it. (laughs) Get, Get used to it. You know, these are, these are a form of reparations. You know, and I hate to say this, and I'm going to get into this, uh, this jack-in-the-box story here in a second. And, and it, you may think that I'm just a MAGA hat-wearing QAnon racist weirdo by saying this, but if you're black in America right now, you can do whatever the hell you want. You can do whatever you want to whomever you want uh, in these major cities. And we're seeing it every every day, and and it's and I'm not and and I'm bringing race into it only because everybody else is bringing race into it. This happened in Chicago what a couple of months ago. Uh, And the newly elected mayor of Chicago said, "Hey, don't call them thugs and criminals. It makes them feel bad. They're just oppressed. They're victims." In other words, they deserve to do this. They deserve. This is a form of reparations. What have we heard in times past? Remember the George Floyd riots? Oh well, hey, they all those businesses have insurance, so it's not like they're going to lose any money. They're just blowing off some steam out of their vast uh, and rage-filled victimhood. You know, it's righteous anger. The hell it is. It's lawlessness. And you know what? More and more uh, black people, African-Americans, if you've noticed this, uh, they're they're starting to stand up and say, hey, no, this is not how I want my kids raised. This is not how I am raising my kid. Because it starts with the CRT stuff. I believe. It, 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 It started back with the Obama administration, and it continues to this day. Uh, it's the tribalism of well all rich white people hate you and want to keep you down all rich white republican trump supporting uh uh politicians want to keep you down evil uh white owned uh, corporations want to keep you down you know you should be able to take whatever you want out of the apple store because those those that evil corporation they're so systemically racist you know they'd never let you shop there anyway justification 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 that's what it's all about and th- th- look, these punks last night knew and they know going into it nothing is going to happen to them it's just not i know this sounds odd uh and i might be a little crazy here you know but uh uh it seems to me that When there are no significant uh, reactions or uh, punishment uh, in line for committing crimes, it seems to me like, well, you get more crime, right? (laughs) It's feral. And I think it's also part of the, the master plan to bring basically these city cities to their knees so then the government can roll in and and fix everything and take over take over everything that's really what's at heart what's at play here it's not it's really not about black people and white people and oppression and systemic anything it's really a takeover of the entire circus by the federal government that's by political forces let's put it that way and it's dangerous it's mean it's soulless there's no empathy and a lot of people are gonna die are just gonna die they're gonna die uh we had uh we saw this video this happened back in 20 what did tracy 2021 i think 2022 and we're just hearing about this now where you have this chick yeah and i'll say it a black chick uh in a uh drive through window at a jack-in-the-box in Houston. Dude pulls up with his wife and his six-year-old kid. Orders curly fries. They get their orders. No curly fries. An argument ensues. Oh, and I didn't realize. I guess I guess the guy in the truck at the drive-thru was a white guy. It's a white family. And uh, the argument goes on for about 23 minutes. One of the other employees, actually, b- between the w- woman running the register at the drive-thru and the, and the family uh, outside of the restaurant, restaurant... And uh, one of the other employees actually tried to lock the door and end the situation. She throws the door open, the window open again, and continues the argument. They're throwing stuff at each other at this point. And at some point, the chick pulls out a gun. The chick, running the register in the drive through window, shoots at the car six times. To- I think uh, half a dozen times. Thankfully, she was a crummy shot and nobody got hit. There was a six-year-old girl, six-year-old girl in that car. And what I've noticed about this kind of violence, it really doesn't matter if you're a little kid, a woman, or a man. It really doesn't matter. Well, the reason it's a story, and I forgot to mention this when I brought it up earlier on Where and Rima. You know what happened to that chick? She shot at a family from a drive through window. She got probation. <laughs> they busted it down to aggravated assault. She got probation. No jail time. Welcome to America in the year 2023. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.
0: The news, weather, traffic, and sports for your day. That's why I listen. Always on News Talk 550 KTSA. All day, every day. And FM 1071.
1: Hey, yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? What's going on? Phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Go to Esteban real quick. Esteban, how you doing?
4: How many of these riders didn't have a dad?
1: What's that? Oh, rider! How many of the riders don't have a dad? Probably a lot of them.
4: And and these two kids that ran over the cyclist. Oh didn't God! Have a daddy?
1: Yeah. And,
4: I and AFDC basically told minorities to have children without dads. So the irony is, all the leftists talk about systemic racism. The systemic racism I see, the destruction of the minority communities that I see, have been because of leftist programs. Well,
1: absolutely. No, I agree. I got, I got to run. You know, I, I, thanks, Eshman. I absolutely agree. I'm sorry. You put a Democrat and Republican in the same room, and uh, as far as who's the racist in the room, it's going to be the Democrat. They just, they just wrap it in this sanctimonious ally crap. But you tell me it's not racist to say black kids should steal and riot because they deserve it because of their oppression? Uh, Or black kids are too stupid to take tests, so we shouldn't have tests in school? You know, I want to just touch on something lighter here for a moment because this has nothing to do with anything, but it's another one of those news days where everything is sad and unpleasant. I discovered something last night that I want to share with you. This is, is just an amazing thing. And uh, I've been carrying the joy of this moment with me all day, and I want to share it with you so you can enjoy this, uh, what I've discovered here yourself in your own home. Uh, I love frozen pizza. I don't know why. I, I love regular pizza. I love fresh pizza. But maybe, baby, you pop a Totino's party pizza in the oven or a Mama Celeste, you know, a Red Damn Baron. You know, I, I just, I love, I don't know why. I love, My wife and I love frozen pizza. And, James, lately I've been eating a Chick-fil-A sauce, and I go to the H-E-B, and I get the big bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. And I just like it on a lot of stuff. I put it on my ham sandwiches now. Oh. Ham sandwich with Chick-fil-A sauce is great. Last night, I don't know why I made this connection, but I dipped... My my frozen pizza slices in Chick Fil A sauce.
2: It's like ranch dressing, isn't and it?
1: it was delicious.
2: I mean, isn't that the same premise of like ranch dressing?
1: Yeah, but I I'm kind of I'm not a big ranch guy. My my whole family unit they but they put ranch on everything. They put ranch on cupcakes. I mean, they eat ranch with everything. Ranch this, ranch that.
2: So is this your this is sauce? Me.
1: No, this is your my, sauce. I'm the one who eats the Chick Fil A sauce. Nobody
2: be touching Mr. Sean's.
1: No. Chick-fil-A sauce. don't be touching my Chick Fil A sauce. <laughs> if you know it's good for you, huh? <laughs> they eat ranch and everything, and and if we get Chick Fil A, they like the Chick Fil A sauce. Then I eat Chick Fil A sauce and everything, and I feel good about that spiritually and theologically because Chick Fil A sauce is jesus it's a Jesus condiment, it's Jesus food. And I don't know why, man. The the text the the the, the contrast of the salty ass frozen pizza going into that sweet Chick Fil A sauce. Oh my God. It was delicious.
2: It's like an anointing oil
1: for your tummy. It really kind of is. It's an anointing condiment. Can you feel the anointing in your Chick-fil-A sauce? Coursing through your digestive tract like the spirit of Jesus. Blessed be your colon. I'm not being, I'm serious. It tasted, and I do, I actually do think Chick-fil-A is Jesus sauce. Like I really loved, I or Jesus food. I love going to Chick-fil-A and supporting them it's a great company they put out great food the customer service is exceptional and i'm just telling you people get yourself a frozen pizza today get get a fro whether it's a tombstone whatever frozen pizza you like and i like tombstone pizzas they're just a little pricier than the other ones but i'm telling you try it for yourself and then you tell me i'm wrong dipping Pieces of frozen pizza in the Chick-fil-A sauce is delicious, delicioso, man. I, I even went Hispanic-y on you. Delicioso. What are those little cups that we put salsa in? Those little Hispanic-y cups that you, you know, the little bowls that, you know, like a little plastic bowl that you, you, you salsa ever, always comes in at the restaurant? You know That's what I mean? Styrofoam? No, on a little plastic bowl, a little round bowl.
2: Oh, oh, the small and they're colorful. It's
1: got some name. I can't think of what it is. I got like 90 of them. And so I put my Chick-fil-A sauce in one of those. And I was dipping my pieces of of Tony's frozen pizza. It's I like the Supreme. I like the Supreme. And it's just, I like weird, I I brought this up earlier again. as kind of a way to get away from all the unhappiness in the news. I was bringing up weird food combinations. And then it grosses my wife out every time I, I used to eat frozen pizzas with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which I still enjoy. Uh, and it freaks her out because she thinks that's gross. This chick puts ketchup on eggs, and she thinks that's gross. I'm gross. But, man, once it, it was just a happy little accident. I don't know why I thought to use Chick-fil-A sauce last night. I put it on every other thing, and dipping frozen pizza. I tell you, try it today. You, listening, John Q. Public, listen to, listening to me right now. Tonight, I tell you, get a frozen pizza, whatever frozen pizza you like, get yourself a bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce at, uh, at the ATB, and go dipping, and tell me that ain't just a heavenly experience. You may be seated.
0: Sean Rymer, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're
1: back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Joe freaking Biden. Joe Biden, the president uh, in Michigan uh, yesterday. Let's talk about that for a second. And the uh, auto workers, the... United auto Workers uh, union uh he he is the he is now the very first and then we'll get to the sneaker thing and the whole new game plan with Joe which is a farce and a joke uh as you know the u a w has been uh has been strike had been on strike they're, 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 Joe is now the first sitting president to join a picket line which he joined for twelve minutes. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, this whole thing I'm about to go off on is all you need to know about Joe Biden and they, them, whoever they are that that are actually running the country. He jets in for 12 minutes. He does. Uh, he speaks there with the UAW workers. The workers, man. Let me tell you, man. I'm pro union. I'm Scrappy Joe from Scranton, pal. Gave him 87 seconds of his time. <laughs> he spoke for 87 seconds. And then he flew off to California eh, for some high-dollar celebrity fundraising. Uh, and the whole thing is is laughable on so many different levels. Where do I begin? Lars did a great job. Let's, I'll check it out, Larsen, last night uh, for a little while. Um, my wife had a, had a class uh, that I took her to, and then uh, I sat in the car and listened to uh, Jack and then Lars. And Lars you know, really laid it out very well. Uh, as far as why it is completely absurd that joe biden was there at all uh, and moreover that joe biden claims to be on their side which he by his policies obviously is not and again whenever i say joe i am meaning the collective joe you know, the the rabble that are currently uh running things behind the scenes there and I, i'm not gonna break it down like lars did but uh and breitbart did a great job in this too with with their article but You look at these EV mandates on the auto industry, and most of the parts for these damn things, which nobody can afford, by the way, are made in China. In China. Uh, In fact, a lot of automakers are considering uh, uh, taking their their operations uh, out of country once again, uh, and maybe closer to or inside China, where they get all the parts. And as uh, Lars pointed out last night, uh, to make a vehicular with a combustible engine, the kind you and I drive, the kind that we've always driven, because we have, you know, natural resources that, uh, that fuel that thing, uh, it takes 10 auto workers to make uh, a combustible engine vehicle. Uh, it takes four to make an EV, at least presently, takes four. So at six jobs, the more auto uh, the auto industry is forced by government, by Joe Biden's government, to produce EV electrical vehicles, six dudes are losing their jobs. Uh, you know the the, the, the auto workers, the, the 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 employers are you know they they want uh, a standard of living uh, uptick in their pay. Uh, which I think is like forty percent. They want uh, Fridays off, uh, it, you know, what have you? I, that's what they're going for. I, I don't get the four day work week thing. I don't really understand that. It really it was the auto industry itself that developed the whole idea. If you go back to the Henry Ford era of uh, a five day work week, you know, with uh, two days off. It's kind of interesting that that industry now wants you know a four day work week, but what have you? In this day and age, in this moment in America, everybody's going for a four day work week, man. Whether they're auto workers or teachers, you know I don't understand it. Point being, Joe Biden has stated he wants to destroy the oil industry in this country, the fossil fuel industry. It has to go away. It, has, it We're killing the planet. We're trying to actually save the planet here. And really what it's about are are, are Chinese contracts and Chinese money. China already freaking owns us. They certainly own Joe's ass, all right, Uh, and they own everything else. We're already the great Mall of China. We just don't realize it, okay? But it is precious because Joe does certainly want union votes, right? He wants people who have union cards in their wallets. Because they're another community that the Democrats just figure they sort of have and they should always have, right? They're like black people, Hispanic people, tranny people, gay people, uh women back when we actually knew what a woman was. Because they're the party of the poor and the downtrodden and the voiceless and the workers. We're here for the workers. So yeah, it's it's a little rich for Joe Biden to to make a big show. Well, I guess he really didn't, though, when you think about it. 12 minutes ain't much of a show, man. 80 second, 87 seconds of verbiage is about all that guy can handle at this point, so I get that. But he, want, no, he wants union votes. He doesn't want to lose. He They're losing all of the communities that they classically have owned for generations, and I just mentioned them. And union workers are another. So he's got to make a show of being in support of of unions... But his own policies are destroying the jobs, the very jobs, of those union workers. So what is at the heart of this? At the heart of this is the implication, from their perspective, from the Swamp's perspective, that union workers are so stupid. (laughs) They're such idiots, man. They're such knuckle-dragging weirdos that they won't make the connection between the EV mandates and Joe Biden standing in a freaking picket line for uh, auto workers to get more money and get what they want or, or you know, get, get a higher standard of living. He very obviously doesn't care about that. So the whole thing was kind of pathetic and weird. Thank, in, a weird in, a, in a strange way, thank you, Jesus, it was so short and it didn't last long and we we have this on the heels of this axios report that the 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 new game plan as far as Joe Biden's staff and the remainder of his time in office and certainly for for the election is they're doing everything possible to make sure that he doesn't fall on his ass that that's their big worry right now is that Joe will tumble to the ground and that'll hurt him even more in the campaign trail uh oddly when he landed in i'm not sure if it's when he left or when he landed i think it's when he left or maybe it was when he landed and he was walking down because now he uses the short stairs right on air force one for the lower levels well he almost did a tumble on those steps yesterday but that they made a big show of it this is what we're doing you know he's wearing sneakers now i suspect they're velcro orthopedic sneakers like the kind i'm wearing And uh, he's doing physical therapy several times a week now, so he doesn't fall on his ass. He's exercising, he's practicing walking more. No, seriously, this is a news story. This is something we now know. They're not concerned about the content of what he has to say. They're not concerned about... Trying to sell, uh, you know, to the American people, uh, some of these policies or making a good argument for why Joe Biden should be in a, uh, be the president again for another four years. Their focus is that the man doesn't fall on his ass, because when he falls on his ass, when he takes a tumble, like he did, where was he at the Air Force Academy, and he went down over a uh, uh, tripped over something and went down. Because they figure, it, what is tantamount to most people's minds in most people's minds these days whether you're a democrat or a republican is that the man can't do the job he's not capable of doing the job and so every time the guy takes a spill it just reinforces that idea so their main focus right now and this is this tells you a lot about who they are all they, all they care about, again, it kind of goes back to the the Fetterman factor, if you think about it. They don't care about him. <laughs> they don't care about him, and they don't care about you. All they care about are the optics of Joe Biden stumbling and falling, and how that might uh, affect his ability to at least put on the veneer that he's actually running for president. That's what they're concerned about. Meanwhile, apparently, even Joe's dog is an a-hole. Uh, you know, we have eleven bites on uh, uh, the various uh, bodies of Secret Service agents protecting that guy. The new dog, or the, the 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 dog that replaced Major. Remember, he had a dog, a German Shepherd named Major, who was uh, prone to attacking Secret Service agents. They fostered that, or he gave that dog over to some friends or something. Now they have a new dog named Commander, and he just bit somebody. Another. Uh, Uh, Secret Service uh, agent on the ass or on the thigh or something. Think about that. Even his freaking dog is an a-hole. And uh, this is also part of the story. We have to put it out there, but apparently we already know now, or it's deeply or widely uh, uh, believed, that the Secret Service also have been altering records and incident reports. On the damn dog. They're they're actually, as they're protecting Hunter Biden, and as they're protecting Joe Biden, they're also protecting his dog. Circling the wagons around the dog so people don't think ill of the dog. This is where we are. This is what's going on, man. How does that make you feel? So, I don't know if you're pro-union or not, you know, I, I, I... I'm not really either or as far as the unions. They represent about 3% of the total work population in the U.S. right now. It's either 3 or 7 or 13%. It's a very low number as far as people actually represented by unions in this world. Uh, so I don't really have an opinion either way. A uh, thousand years ago, I knew a guy who was an iron worker, and I thought he was a very impressive dude, but that's about the extent of my uh, personal interaction with folks uh who who are union card carriers. Democrats love to trot that stuff out though. Unless you're the cop union, of course, and you suck and you're racist, but everybody else. So if you have any thoughts on that farce yesterday, let me know. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Mary, how are you?
3: Good. How you doing? Sean?
1: Pretty good. What are you thinking? Okay, you know what?
3: I just want to ask you a question. Doesn't Joe Biden have a conscience?
1: No, <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, yeah, yeah. If he does, I mean, he's kept it well hidden for about forty or year, fifty years, sixty years.
4: Yeah, and he's married to a doctor. I mean, what's her story?
1: He's he, she's not a real doctor. Okay, she's not going to take your tonsils out. She has no medical expertise whatsoever. It's an honorary degree, and she is so, she is every bit as soulless as he is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree, Sean. Hey, have a great day. Thanks you, for taking my You too, Mary. You try that uh, frozen yeah. pizza in the Chick-fil-A sauce. You'll love me afterwards, okay?
4: Okay. I
0: already
1: do. <laughs> okay. Well, this will make you love me more. Thank you, Mary. I love you. Call me. 210-599-5585. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
0: Coming up, the secret three numbers between one and five. The answers may astound you. This is the Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Hope you're having a swell time. Uh, You know, I... uh, I got to talk about Taylor Swift just for a second here because uh, this is just something funny happened last night with my wife and Taylor Swift, and I want to talk about it because she's in the news because of this, uh, this football guy. I don't watch football, so I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know anything about it. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. Uh, I don't I, I can't, James, I don't even know the guy's name. What's the guy's name that's the football guy?
2: Travis Kelsey.
1: Travis Kelsey. who's he play for? I don't even know.
2: Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Kansas City Chiefs. I don't watch football. I don't know what those people are doing. It's a big story because I guess she's now dating him. She showed up at a game over the weekend, right? And I guess his jersey now is uh, is, is selling off the, uh, off the charts, uh, as it were. And again, I, I don't follow uh, uh, football, so I don't know anything about him. I did read the article where I guess he's got some fairly interesting standards for who he does date. And what they got to do? Like, geez, dude. Well, At least she's honest. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Painfully so.
2: There were some pictures on the internet uh, regarding yeah. Taylor. And, oh God,
1: uh, I don't want to know. I don't. Wanna... But I, I don't know. My, I, you know, I don't really follow her either. I mean, I, I, my daughter was really into her when she was like ten, uh, and so I, you know, mem- remember a couple of those early songs. But I don't know anything about her. And so my wife starts playing. Last night I guess she she played a a Taylor Swift song for me on her on her phone. And I don't know if it's a new uh you know if it's a new uh uh song or not but she's playing this song for me and I'm listening to it. It's catchy. I'll give I'll give that to her. It's you know what I mean like it's it's good music. It's good pop music. You know, it's it's a catchy tune. It's got a good rhythm to it. She sings, she's got a pretty good singing voice. But, you know, the lyrics are kind of insipid, and my wife, <laughs> But and my, she gets through the song, and then my wife starts to explain, like, uh, you know, what, what she's talking She, Mr. John, she wrote that song about Jake Gyllenhaal. That song is about when she dated Jake Gyllenhaal. And did you know that Jake Gyllenhaal at that time was very much older than than Taylor Swift, and there was a big age gap difference. And so Jake Gyllenhaal kind of treated her bad, and he looked down at her and didn't treat her seriously, and it upset her. But she still was in love with him, and then they broke up, and it really crushed her man because she'd but she loved that Jake Gyllenhaal man. My wife doesn't really talk like that, but it sounds funny. My and I didn't say anything in my head because I didn't want it to become a thing. You know what I mean? But in my mind, I'm going. What are they, 14 year olds? Is this this, this is what she? I mean, you know, I. Well, who care? I don't care. What? Do, I don't. What the hell do I care who she dates? And that's what the big thing is about her, right? She writes. She dates some famous guy for a while, then they break up. And she writes some damn song about it, mm-hmm. and that's that's her. That's what her whole thing is about. And to me, it's like listening to 14 year olds talking about their dating life. It's just. It's not. I'm not interested, you know, and I'm not saying that to be an elitist puke or something, but I'm kind of an art snob, you know, and I, she ain't no Stevie Nicks, man. I mean, lyrically, it's, you know what I mean? Lyrically, it's, well, then I did this and I did that. Then he said this and I said that and I felt bad. You know, it's just not, it ain't that deep, man. It ain't, you know, it's not, lyrically, it's not the most complex crap on the world, man. Her er- in the world. I just don't care.
2: Her earlier stuff might actually be better, really? lyrically, than what she's putting out now. This is when she was dating Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: And, I'm not, and in my mind, because I don't, don't want to have a it's, you know, At that point, it's like 9 o'clock at night, you know, and I, I want to go to bed. And I, I just didn't want it to become a thing, man. So outwardly, and I, I've learned to pick my battles. Outwardly, I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh, that's great. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I didn't realize he was older than her. Oh, boy. <laughs> You know, but in my mind, I'm going, I don't freaking care that she dated Jake Gyllenhaal and wrote a damn song about it. Yeah, 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 apparently you didn't treat her well. Mr. John, did you know Jake Gyllenhaal did not even go to her 21st birthday? Nombre. how do you think that made her feel? And I'm like in my mind going, I don't care how that made her feel. I don't care. I don't care if she dates it doesn't mean anything to me. And apparently, and I look, and, and apparently she's really nice. I've heard stuff, right, right, James? Like she, yes. No. She like does a lot of cool stuff for her fans. Handwritten notes, uh, uh, meet and greets. Meet and greets. Uh, she did a great thing with the drivers, the truck drivers who carter crap all over the place. She gave me like $100,000 or something like that. Yeah. And there's like 60 of them, you know. So I, I think she's a pretty cool person. She seems to handle the whole fame thing well. Uh, her music's, you know, poppy. It's functional. It's, you know, I think it's kind of pedestrian, to use a, one of my favorite Jewish cowboys terms. Uh, you know, it's kind of pedestrian. It's not anything special. It ain't the freaking Beatles. But, you know, the lyrics are just, it. it yeah, I thought this, and I, I felt bad. And I wrote the song about you. Do people? Is it? Do people like actually freaking get involved with her, just so maybe someday she'll write a song about them? Well, I mean, is it that bad? You think?
2: There's fifteen guys that the internet says she dated, and they're all celebrities. And uh, yeah.
1: Then we used to call chicks like that the W word? You know what I mean. Like, when I, like my wife normally anybody yeah, a, who was dating to, that many people in that short a period of time would call them a dirty little blank. You know, but
2: you have to do something though. I I don't think Taylor is a W. She might be a T. <laughs>
3: <laughs> does that make
2: sense? Yes, it does to me. Okay.
1: So I'm sorry that thing with Jake Gyllenhaal didn't work out for you, Taylor. But uh, life seems to be good for you. So there you go. Expect uh, a song about a football guy eventually down the road. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. I don't feel Trump
0: should be in trouble. Get the news. You got the news. news Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected.
1: Yeah man News Talk five fifty KTSA FM 1071 I'm Sean Hi uh, just saw some video that Fox News uh, is playing and we're back uh, if you want to call me up 210-599-5555 and Trey asked this question earlier I'm going to ask it myself and uh, we'll take some calls you're going to watch the going to watch the debate tonight you're going to participate going to be engaged we're just going to let it pass you by like a fart in a vacuum. Let me know. 2105. Or, I, I meant to say fart in an elevator there, James. But I guess fart in a vacuum works, too.
2: <laughs> I know you wanted to, but it no. It, it doesn't didn't really
1: work. work. I guess a fart in a vacuum really doesn't work. Fart in, a, in an elevator is something you just want to pass by and get out of your life as quickly as possible. Yes. A fart can't actually exist in a vacuum because there's no atmosphere. So I misspoke. Don't quote me on that. Are you going to watch the debate tonight or let it pass you by like a fart in in an elevator? Let me know. But I, I just saw some really disturbing, uh, well, it's, it's old hat at this point, but uh, a few minutes ago, Fox News was live uh, at a camera down there at Eagle Pass. And uh, once again, federal agents were about the business of cutting through the barbed wire barrier. And then helping illegals step into the country. Uh, Now, granted, there were children there. They were helping children get through the barbed wire, which is why they were cutting it. And I I suppose the topsoil reaction, uh, the upper crust reaction would be, well, you know, they're kids and we're protecting the lives of children. The hell you are. If you're encouraging people to come here illegally with their children, you are inherently endangering the lives of children. Moreover, if you are somebody trying to get here illegally and you bring little kids with you to either uh, try to make it across the river or crawl through barbed wire or, as we've seen in years past, just over the past couple of years, just toss their ass over a wall, Okay, those are the people endangering the lives of children. But, you know, wrap your mind around that reality. Federal border agents cutting barbed wire to get illegal aliens inside this country. That's what's going on. And what's this place called? Is it Colony Ridge uh, here in Texas? This new uh, division, this new neighborhood uh, that a developer uh, has offered up to illegals. Uh, they've worked some kind of dealio with the state where law enforcement's not going to be going in there. It is largely believed that the only law that will exist inside this neighborhood, this illegal alien neighborhood, will be, in fact, cartel law. That story's gone national now. It's a... It's, uh, Fox News was talking about it uh, earlier this morning. It's the first time I've seen Fox say anything about it. Uh, you know, we're 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 at a really bad place right now in this country on on so many different levels that it really does take your breath away. Because again, if you're paying attention, and most of you listening to me are paying attention, many of you probably pay attention even more than me. You see what's going on. You know what's going on. And again, this is something that came up on in Rima. This is no longer the purview of, of conspiracy nut jobs. It's this stuff, we're seeing it with our own eyes. And you can connect the dots on all of it. Whether it's the assault on the uh, fossil fuel industry in this country, the assault on our own economy, the assault on business, uh, the assault on the southern border with illegals uh the assault on our on our on our peace and and sanctity, if you will uh, with the the crime that is being encouraged on the streets because you look at what happened in Philadelphia last night, and these are young people. These are kids who are committing these horrible crimes, like that seventeen-year-old, those two year seventeen-year-old pieces of crap who ran over that retired uh, retired cop in Vegas the other week. The stuff is an assault because it's being encouraged by your government, and you and I are paying attention, so we see this happening. Look at what uh, what happened with Trump uh, with this uh, this judge in, uh, in in New York City. A judge who, by the way, what's her first name? Letitia. I can't remember the last name. She's been gunning for Trump for a long time. And now they're going after him uh, for his business dealings in New York for whenever, uh, when when he would get loans to, I, I assume, purchase real estate. And they're saying he misrepresented his own holdings in those interactions with these banks. And so they've yanked his licenses And he can't do business in New York City. So they're very obviously assaulting Donald Trump and trying to destroy him. It's really breathtaking because at this point, it's no longer that I think they assume we're so stupid we won't figure it out. Because, first off, yeah, they do think that. They do think you and I are dumbasses. But I am at the point now where I believe they want us to know they're doing this. They want us to know what they're about. There, there's really very little explanation that you can plug in there. Uh, otherwise, it makes sense. Th- this is all political. This is all about recreating America in some weird fascist way. It's all connected. And I tell you what, you you know me. I, I if you've been listening for a number of years, you know I'm not a big conspiracy guy at all. Uh, and largely up until this point, most conspiracies are frankly bullcrap. You know, like you know, like nine eleven and the truth or crap, and we never landed on the moon and stuff like that. Paul is dead. You know, <laughs> I've just never. I've been I've been a very cynical guy most of my life, for whatever reasons. And most uh, conspiracy theories that I've wandered through over the years just don't make any freaking sense. So, as a very cynical guy, I'm looking at what's going on right now, and the only way it makes sense is that it's all connected. Because, you know what, if it's not all connected, and it's not all concerted, and it's not all a singular effort to accomplish something... Then these are, without a doubt, the most inept human beings who have ever populated our government. And and I just don't buy that. <laughs> I I it's it, it, it that's not believable. It's not believable that this is really all about just not being good at their jobs and their idiots and their dolt's and they can't they can't do anything. I the, the, the individuals, yes, absolutely. Joe Biden is one of the dimmest intellects to ever grace or, or, if you will, slime up the Oval Office. The guy has no depth, man. No intellectual depth whatsoever. But, you know, <laughs> there is a plot afoot here. Here's John. John, how you doing?
4: Sean, I'm doing well. Um, in answer to your question, to piggyback on your monologue, I'm going to watch the debate because Donald Trump has demonstrated that he can't defend himself, much less stop what's happening. Ron DeSantis can, and I'm looking forward to watching the debate tonight. I think he's going to come out swinging for Trump. We need a winner. I understand Trump's being victimized. He's demonstrated an inability to protect himself, let alone us.
1: In what way? That's I mean, uh, he seems to be be about uh, fighting this legal battle. I mean, what, I'm not sure what you mean. He's,
4: he's losing. He's losing. He just lost in court there. He's probably going to lose the documents case. They've got about a dozen or so charges that will probably yeah, get but his at some point.
1: approval ratings are through the
4: roof. It feels really good to eat junk food, too, but broccoli is better for you.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting uh, metaphor, but I, I, to me, I, I he's still light years ahead of anybody else, whether it's in his own party or up against Biden. A lot of this stuff that they're throwing at him seems to be working for him. Uh, I'll grant you that he is not always verbally the guy who is able to defend himself point by point in a reasonable way he's not always the greatest guy in the debate but when you're looking at his numbers i'm not sure why he would need to be at that debate today i mean is that the implication that he's afraid to defend himself or doesn't feel he can in a debate or just in general
4: i'm just i'm suggesting that we have the biden administration because of the failures of the trump administration
1: what were the failures of the trump administration that led to the biden administration
4: the election of 2020, whether... It
1: was no, wait a minute. Not, that was lost. an election. You said the failures of the Trump presidency. What did he fail at that led to the Biden presidency?
4: One of two things is true. Either he failed to win popular support or... He no, no, no. You're still talking election. about the Either election.
1: You're still talking about the election.
4: Right.
1: I think the election okay. was not Correct. legitimate. Okay, so, he so he if you if you plug in that the election wasn't legitimate, does that change your perception in any way?
4: No, it makes it worse. It means he allowed a theft of an election as
1: president. I He pursued every legal avenue he had.
4: And lost. <laughs> he's, I, a I, I get, he lost.
1: he's a loser. Yeah, you're right. He, the guy, God, he what a failure in life that guy is. No, you convinced me, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. 210 5555 Got to take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.
0: Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Uh, locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk 550 KTSA. And local radio. that's important to me. And FM 1071.
1: Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. The last caller said Trump's a loser. He lost the last election. You know, he's all, He's just, he's, he sucks. You know, and I, I again, I, I, and I'm just very briefly, I didn't have enough time to stay on the line with the guy, but you, you can't deny what the man accomplished while he was president as far as the economy, national security. Uh, so whatever, man. Uh, but I, I want to end on a happy note. We, we brought this story up. James brought this to my attention about Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell.
2: Yeah, that's my guy, (laughs) man.
1: Thug nasty, man. That's my my man. He's a UFC fighter, and he's a featherweight guy. He he was going up against another dude in Vegas. And you said this was an opening match or something, so it's a very only three-round match or something like that?
2: typically three-round matches are on the uh, undercard before the big main event.
1: But Bryce Mitchell does something very interesting. He comes out with a Bible when they introduce him, and he holds it up and yells, Freedom, and then he wins by decision and James, you have the audio of what he did next, right?
2: Yeah, and, and we, uh, we got that dude's name wrong. It's IG.
1: I-G. <laughs> not I-G. It's I- I-G. I-G. And he's Hawaiian, by the way. He's of Hawaiian descent, so right. go ahead.
4: You're going to stay right here, and you're going to pray for this nation. This is your destiny from God. The world is watching you, and you're going to pray right now. Right. And I love you. I brought this Bible in here tonight because I do believe Satan has taken over this earth. And something specifically I'm talking about is these fires in Hawaii. I'll be no, donating $5,000 to Dan Ige tonight to give to people in Hawaii because I know he lost friends, they lost their homes, they lost their children, and I love these people with all my heart, and we have to show Satan that he can do nothing through the power of Christ when we come together.
1: Rock on, man. The devil can kiss my ass. I thought that was really cool. You don't, you know, it, when celebrities or somebody who is, you know, in the public eye comes out in favor of Jesus, you know, that in and of itself is a risky thing. But when you come out and you prove your Christianity by giving your opponent $5,000 because he's Hawaiian and he's lost friends and people have lost stuff and your own stinking government is only tossing 700 bucks at him, that's a hell of a thing. I thought that was very impressive. Good on him, man.
2: <laughs> That's probably the coolest sports thing
1: I've seen all year so far. You got emotional because you're really into sports. Well, and yeah. You didn't know about that part of the story. And I was just scanning it that he gave 5000 and Now, you said he probably won like 10000 I mean, he's not winning a lot of money, yeah, right?
2: I don't think he won over fifty grand. Right. You know, it's not a big payday when you're on a three-round match.
1: On a three-round match, he's a featherweight, and he gives the guy he just beat $5,000.
2: And it's not like they're playing checkers. You know, they just got no. beating the hell out of each other, and he <laughs> is consciously and Christian and morally aware. That's, to-
1: again, that's a rare commodity these days. Usually it's quite the opposite, you know. So I... It, it, we a lot of times we we you know in this show and all the other other shows you, you hear this stuff a lot. A lot of us talk show hosts are talking about this stuff that we're really in a weird fork in the road right now. Just as far as America, uh, as far as people of faith, and it certainly feels like a weird chessboard where you got evil on one side and good on the other and if you i'm not a big book of revelation guy i've read it through several many times you know i know what's in there i don't spend a lot of time thinking about it but if if you really do kind of look at the book of revelation and layer it or or lay it on top of everything that's going on right now you can you can connect the dots on a lot of stuff point being evil self-absorption greed uh a lot of that stuff seems to be the uh seems to be winning the day on so many different levels right now and i i know you know what i'm talking about because you're seeing it too and you're feeling it. and uh one thing i do know is that i i do believe in that old idea that good always triumphs over evil I do believe we're in a kind of spiritual battle right now between good and bad, light and dark. I do really believe all that stuff. I also believe in demons and devils. I've had a few myself. Probably got a a couple hanging on to me still. But one thing I do know is that in this particular moment, what will carry the day for you, so you won't lose your mind, so you won't lose faith, so you won't lose hope, hope, is your Christian faith, or your faith if you're, you know, maybe you're Buddhist. I don't know. Maybe you're Hindi. I don't know. All I can tell you is what works for me and what gets me through a lot of bad days, whether they're days that I brought on myself or it's just circumstantial or it's just the state of the world, which can be damn depressing when you have to follow this crap every day of your life, is my faith. It absolutely is. Uh, and so, seeing uh, he looks like a pretty young guy, James. He's not an old guy, you know. He, what do you say? He's in his twenties. He looks L- young. Late twenties. Late twenties.
2: He's like nine and twos. His record, so he's doing well. He's he, going to be keep going up the. He's ranks. He's going to
1: keep going up the ranks. He's doing really well. And good on him for putting his Christian faith first and foremost, and and being active in it. Well done. Thank you, James. Thanks, Olayne Rodriguez, our executive producer, uh, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.
4: And I love these people with all my heart, and we have to show Satan that he can do nothing through the power of Christ when we come together.
1: Amen.